Welcome to Status Quo. Still sounds like ass. Still doesn't work in the Bronx. And still being blowtorched by WNYC. Welcome to the ERN Podcast, folks. Uh, my name is Gabriel. <laughs> and uh, today we are joined by a fleet of very interesting people. I won't call yeah. them guests because they're probably going to be here every week. And they might as well just be their <laughs> home. But whatever. Anyways, where I am joined by our primary fuckboy, uh, Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll take it. (laughs) And then, and then uh, over here with our current, currently uh, our only sponsor, Anna. Pay me money, goddammit. This episode is sponsored by WACN Technologies. It always is, goddammit. And then we got Mr. Sterling himself. What's up, John? Sterling has an alert eagle equipment rack. I feel so sorry for you. And we'll have to get into that later. You should feel bad for them. (laughs) We'll have to get get into that in a second. Um, And then you have the one, the only, the person in Oregon, uh, Evan. Hey, what's up? Hey, so for those for those who haven't listened to the last episode, we were actually talking about what was it? uh, FSK, right, Anna? Yeah. yeah, and uh, we were mentioning bringing Evan in here, and then we just brought him in, forgetting about that whole thing. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome What's to up? our two-second attention span. <laughs> so, yeah, Gabe, wanna, so, yeah, Gabe, do you want to introduce yeah. Evan to tell everyone what he does? Evan exists. <laughs> I exist. That's about right. <laughs> yep, I do. Evan um, exists. Um. A yeah. more proper thing is, why doesn't Evan introduce himself? That's fair. <laughs> yeah, Evan, okay, we'll plug your YouTube channel. Go. Oh, I'll <laughs> do it. Okay. Um, I'm Evan. I do EAS hardware stuff. Uh, lots of broadcast hardware stuff. I work on radio repeater systems. Uh, I like RF mechanics, electrical engineering, uh, all those wonderful things. Uh, you can find out more about me at uh, evan.kj7bre.com. Uh, it's my personal website um, where I post projects and stuff. And uh, yeah, I've been having a fun time with uh, ERN here and their phone system, along with uh, helping develop software and uh, all those wonderful things. Speaking of software development, we, let's talk about our current project. Yeah, let's talk project about Project EasyCap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This so, is. Charlie so, Think uh, is defunct, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, Trilithic is screwed. They won't give us software. So, so we got uh, an easy cap. Yeah. Hey, reverse engineered the ever living shit out of it. As reverse we always en- do. Yep. It's uh, been a three three days now. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's just going to keep on going. The longer the the longer and more horribly programmed the unit is. Fun we fact. live and breathe PYC files. Yeah. We live Fu- in a society. Fun fact: the entirety of the, the entirety of the back end of the Easy Cap and certain parts of the Easy Plus are written in Python. Yeah, with the C, C interpreters, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm not sure how the Easy Plus does it yet. All I know is it's there. Yeah, and it it's exists. so bizarre because it's it's an well, easy, easy plus. the easy plus and all and IP and cast all use ARM based processors. Yeah, if I believe. Yeah, but if I'm um, correct, I, I think it was like they they use some kind of like weird real time OS, and I didn't ever think that Python would run on something like that. But no, nope, it's there. Nope, and it, it has it some do. sort of interpreter. Yeah, it's there, and it do. But yeah, we've been working on that for the past couple of days. Pretty nice. Now that we got our hands on a physical unit, mm-hmm. 
Speaking thanks. VAS. Oh, yeah. So thanks. We, thank you, yeah. JJ. Thank you, JJ. We spent way too much money on that unit, but it was worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, but, yeah. So, um, if I want to just get right over to the... We're going to do a little blurb of the emergency alert system, and then we're going to talk with John about his experience at Sterling. Yeah, yeah. I went to the actual office today. Yeah, and I am somewhat, somewhat jealous. So I actually, believe it or not, I asked them, and they actually don't hate me there, contrary to popular belief. Bruh. <laughs> Surprising. No, no, the only confirmed the only confirmed vendetta against an EAS content creator is MWS Memphis and Ari. Yeah, fun, basically. Fun, fun fact. Fun fact. A lot of Sterling's equipment runs on Python. Fun really? fact. If you if you ever get a job at the National Service, learn Python. See, Anyways. I want to go to my WFO office. I just haven't done that yet. I was like, the first tour. I went to the fir- I went on the first uh, open tour thing since COVID. So nice. Really, I don't so, even know if they do tours. I might just call them up and ask. Well, um, I know. Well, I know a guy that's a forecaster there, so he hooks me up with stuff. Oh, okay. So, I'm, uh, yeah, so we'll have to get into more of the, uh, pretty the nice WFO to me. stuff. Yeah, I'll we'll have to get into that a little bit later. The only tour that I've gone on is I went on the tour of the one of the office that serves the uh, freaking. Uh, uh, where is it? It's like lower California area, mm. like um, San Diego, Los Angeles, Sacramento. It, it's Los Angeles, but it isn't Los Angeles. I forget what, what the actual office is, where it is. But Oxford. Yeah. Ox- Talk about the, yeah, the yeah. WFO tag. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And I want to go check out Milwaukee, but that's a far ways away, and I can't do that yet. Yeah. Not on foot, at least. (laughs) Actually, I should go drive up to the the PQR and see. I drove to Sterling, and I had to pay $10 because toll roads. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so John will give us more of an in-depth look at what he found at Sterling. So, yeah, Gabe, you want to take it away? and CRS, CRS. <laughs> they don't have Anyways. any CRS anymore. I'll tell you more about that. Uh, all right. See big ya. disappointment. Uh, see ya. All right, guys. So we left off last week. We were talking about the EBS and the very beginnings of the of the specific area messaging coding protocol that the NWS is using. Well, that ended up to that ended up turning into an FSK or AFSK signal, and. With a bunch of with a bunch of tweaks that were made that um, that the government requested, boom EAS, EAS and slash NWR same was was pretty much in the early development at that point. Um, but yeah, Evan FSK time. Do you want to explain yeah. how the how the bursts are? Sure. Um, well, first of all. Um, you you almost made a mistake that so many people are making. I know, um, I know. Which is the I FSK and AFSK thing. And I want to kind of get into that, first of all. Um, yep. So just to give a bit of a background of what FSK actually is. FSK is a data encoding method uh, or data modulation method, um, which is used to transfer data over usually an audio, uh, audio line. Um, so... FSK is uh, frequency shift keying, um, and AFSK is audio frequency shift keying. Um, they sound like they're the exact same thing, but they're not. Um, FSK is actually used on a radio and uh, is involving two different radio frequencies or more in which you uh, shift between. You, sh- you shift your carrier between those frequencies. 
But with uh, AFSK, we're actually using two audio frequencies. And I forget what they are for uh, for the EAS, for same. It's, um, it's 521... No, no. No, 520 baud, and then it's um, 1562 and 2083. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's uh, we're going between those two frequencies uh, in, uh, you know, one and zero, on-off, uh, Boolean state fashion, uh, to represent uh, bytes of data, and then um, from there we can encode strings. Um, now, <laughs> if anybody, everybody pr- here probably already knows this, but... Uh, Anybody listening might not, but uh, we send those data packets uh, three times at the beginning and end of uh, a message. Um, So at the beginning, we send three data packets um, that tell basically the who, what, where um, of the alert. Uh, Don't forget the when. Yeah, it tells the when, yep. So it tells us um, who sent it. Uh, in ES originator, civil, weather, um, whoever tells us where using a thing called FIPS codes, which we could talk about at another point. Um, the when uh, tells us uh, the time it was issued in UTC, the duration, and um, the why or what's happening, you know, like um, is uh, would be some sort of event code. There are three letters. Um, for instance, tornadoes, TOR, required weekly test, RWT, and so on. Um, but yeah, the FSK uh, system is, it sounds like it's kind of an outdated system, but it's actually kind of used everywhere still. Um, we still use it in a lot of radio telemetry uh, things, uh, such as uh, the uh, like water uh, the one that comes to mind off the top of my head that's still like a low baud rate is actually like municipal water. Um, so controlling well pumps um, around in a county to fill up a water tower. Um, we still use it for paging. Um, like newer radio systems still use like higher baud rate versions of FSK. APRS. Um, APRS, yeah, that's amateur radio though. But uh, like Motorola in their uh, Motrobo system uses something simpler, similar. It's not FSK though. It's like it's uh, another weird thing. But it's uh, it's FSK is uh, definitely something that if you're interested in uh, radio and uh, data encoding methods, is definitely something to look into. Uh, it's a very common thing. Um, in fact, that's how caller ID worked on. Uh, older phones on your telephone lines that's you would send that data over fsk to the phone and say you would get the name of a person so it's literally used everywhere um including actually i think um does anybody know if we they use fsk for rds i have no yes they do they do yeah i think think they use it maybe badot but i think i think it's fsk you know what i'm gonna look um, that up yeah, who, okay, while you're looking that up, I'll kind of explain what RDS is real fast. RDS is actually um, when you're uh, listening to a radio station in your car or something like that, um, and you see the uh, the text of the song playing on your screen or the name of the radio station, that's uh, handled by a system called uh, Radio Data System, or RDS. Um, it's encoded on the uh, sideband of the actual, uh, the actual uh, radio station's frequency. So they can send a bit of data to display some text on your screen. 
though uh, I believe that uses FSK for encoding. But, uh, yeah. Basically, my whole point is uh, FSK is used everywhere in applications that you probably didn't even think about, and um, it's been used in the emergency alert system since uh, really uh, it was used. It was used up until when did they start using uh, same encoding? They start, for the emergency alert system. They started using the, the emergency alert system. Always used. You're really quiet, Gabe. What the hell? There we go. Sorry. Um, the emergency alert system has always used same encoding. It was because uh, they transitioned from the EBS to the EAS, oh, yeah. and that was already implemented before they made that transition. Um, and no other radio started using same encoding in the late late 80s, early 90s. Mm. Yeah, they've. It, it's definitely. It's been. It's been used for a long time, uh, and also they used it um, with like a modem telephone communications except that was more of a uh like uh what what what, what do they use for that uh they use phase shift keying for a lot of that psk which is another type uh which is actually um while we're on that topic actually of psk um psk is what's used a lot now um because it's the most the best way to fit most amount of data into a uh into a rf uh carried signal um we use PSK in our uh, cellular communications industry, mainly. Um, but it's used uh, really everywhere now, PSK. And if I, I could explain that, but that would take take a really long time. But if you're interested, uh, definitely look into what PSK is. Frequent, uh, no, not frequency, phase shift keying. It's another type of data modulation method. Yeah, yeah. so... Um Basically, basically for uh, same and how it's used in EAS, um, starts out with the starts. It basically, it starts out with uh, ZCZC, which is a uh, which is an in, which basically it's an intention intention text. As well the as actual the, preamble. The, the actual thing is to actually sync the receiving and transmitting stations. Um, real quick, I thought that was the actual preamble, which is one zero one zero one zero one one. Uh, real quick. Yeah, that's part of the ZCZC data. It's so we can, you can get the, the the receiving in sync with the transmission, so it will actually decode it, uh, the bytes in the proper segments. I'm, I'm referring to the actual letters ZCZC in the actual oh, uh, yeah. protocol string. Real quick, um, back from my RDS, um, they use um, BP, uh, BPSK. Binary. So it's basically like BOTOT. Yeah, it's binary PSK. Okay, um, okay. And um, that's not FSK for anybody yes. who is wondering. ZCZC <laughs> um, is the um, identifier to say that it's the start of an alert, not the end, because both the beginning and the alert, uh, both the beginning and the end use the same um, sync code. So there's no way to tell if it's uh, if it's a start of an alert or the end of the alert um, oh. from that. So it uses ZCZC as an identifier saying this is the start of an alert. And NNNN is the identifier saying this is the end of an alert. Um, because yeah, I think I should have also made that clear. It only yeah. sends the alert data at the beginning. At the yeah. end, it's just to finish. Like, it's not the same at the beginning and end. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to get a little more into that in the actual protocol. Um, so the uh -huh. idea see, I, see, the idea behind the same protocol is to provide who issued an alert, what the alert is, when it was issued, where where it affects... And how long it'll take? How long it'll take for it to expire, 
and where you are receiving the alert from. And they, they, it was designed to send it as fast as possible for yes. the equipment at the, at the time. That wasn't using 1200 baud for some odd reason, which would have made it way faster. Yeah. <laughs> it still does a pretty decent yeah. job to yeah. this day. Yes, um, it does. I mean, it. I mean, the longest the longest header sequence is what, like a good eight seconds. That's eight seconds to alert several people saying, "Hey, this is exactly what's going on," or at least mm-hmm. get the, yeah. get get the process started. Um, unless you're ERN, where we make a uh, twenty minute headers. we're also like we're relying heavily on those audio messages like that's just enough to get the cg to actually or character generator to display the necessary information yep Mm -hmm. to be like ada compliant and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah um so when you when you break down the protocol, you get your pre, you have ZCZC, which is the uh, which is the decoder attention, and then you have organ then you have the originator code, which uh, you have used to be five, now it is four. Um, you have primary entry point system or PEP, civil authorities. I or forgot CIB. that that exists. WXR, which is a National Weather Service, or if you are in Canada, it's Environment Canada. Um, EAS or for EAS participant and then you have EAN emergency action notification network which is no longer used um, <clears throat> basically that was a pre, that was a uh, that was an alternate alternate uh, originated code to PEP at the time um, wasn't it the precursor to it being the actual uh, uh, event code um, no it, it, no it was it was a it was the it was uh, like the because the the idea behind it was the EAN was one of the original event codes, but the actual mm-hmm. uh, but they they elected to use the PEP as its as its primary origination as opposed to um, EAN EAN. I think I think oh, okay. I think EAN carried over from EBS. EAN did carry over. EAN yeah. EAN has been carried to e, the the term emergency action notification has been carried on since Colonel Red. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. This is so. an emergency action notification. Official messages yeah. will follow after this tone. <laughs> anyway, sadly we never, sadly we never got one. <laughs> so what do you mean, sadly? <laughs> World War Three, anybody? Evan just yeah, wants to already, watch all ready to get fucking drafted. I don't, but I honestly want to see if the system, like mass, like as a mass, would work on EAN. As a PEP origination, like, I mean, it's been a while since we yeah. tested. Like, 2016, 2011. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, 11 years. Yeah, 2011. I want to see. It's been like, hey, dude, it's been over 10 hey, years. Walk up to a PEP with a freaking Baofeng. <laughs> yeah, that, that will ruin. We have to get into like yeah. EMNet or something. For legal like that. reasons, that is a horrible joke. For legal reasons, yes, if you it do is. That, it, we we're we're absolutely down. 100% joking. We all know the implications, and we've personally I've had to report people to the FCC for some crazy stuff they've tried to do. Yeah. So yeah. For, so let me let me give a legal disclaimer. We the ER, ERN none of us here encourage any of the behaviors that were just mentioned. Don't do it. You will be fined. You will be going to jail for a very long time. Um, Most of us have a license or a license holder with the FCC yeah. and know yeah. the implications. I mean both. Uh, 
No, it isn't John. It's someone else. Devin and I both have amateur radio licenses. Gabe, I have a I have a memorandum of agreement yeah. uh, with IPAWS. Both FEMA. same yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Gabe, Evan, and I all hold <laughs> hold agreements. With we IPAWS. all we all hold the the government and their three letter agencies at heart. Don is the, the <laughs> Cam Cam is very 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 friendly with uh, Daz, and I'm pretty sure Daz would not appreciate. Um, P.E.P. fuckery, and then and then you have John. If then, Daz then is watching, John, I, say, like, I want to say hi. I'm your biggest fan. I feel like <laughs> I feel like John. John would would sit back and watch. <laughs> yeah, he, he would just complain gonna... about Sterling the whole time. But actually, while we're on this subject, though, it is interesting because same is such a like a generic like data modulation method, right? How how easily like vulnerable it is. I'm, well, it's vulnerable if you know what you're doing with it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind well, of yeah. E- e- the, yeah. The issue is honestly, I'm going to I'm going to argue with that. You don't need to know what you're doing with it. That's why that's why you have all these kids who grab some like online library, like a uh, freaking a uh, person we do not mentions. Um, EAS encoder, yeah, and then plug it into a Baofeng and think that it's a wonderful time to just play tones over the air. They're not thinking about the implement I- I- the implications. They don't know how the system works. They just think, "Ha ha!" And also, I can make this doesn't funny even weather radio go burr. This doesn't even just go for like the the emergency alert system. Like like we had the Dallas tornado siren hack, right? Yeah. So someone someone obviously like on a test day like took their phone, recorded the DTMF tones that activate the system, and then played it back into some handheld transmitter, and it activated the, the sirens. There's many methods that you don't use checksums and don't use any sort of val- like security validation uh, yeah, that are still around. And, and, and I mean, there, there's, there's technology now that's done know, that, but DTMF, really, Two-Tone, uh, and FSK have been around the longest, and it's what's used... You know what's Still. really funny about playing an EAS over NWR uh, through Balfangs? There's nothing what? funny yeah, about it. Really no, 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 no. NWS has equipment that decodes it. They have equipment at their office. They decode it. You're fucked if you get it over their station and they have it monitored. You're fucked. They can that, listen. That, that doesn't they sound can, right. They, they, no. can, they can not only listen th- through back looping through their transmitters, but they actually have equipment. I s- remember, I went today. I are saw Are you talking it. about their uplink, or are you talking about just no. generally on the frequency? They have an alert eagle machine, therefore they monitor all their stations that they can get at their office to monitor, and they have same codes that go off every... T- they, have a, they have a literal EAS kind of decoder at their office that decodes all the same codes. So are you saying if I went onto a NOAA weather radio frequency and transmitted that they would pick it up? Um, yeah. Note that we would not do this. That wouldn't do work. Do not do it. Um, do not. Yes, they here, would. No, no. I'm saying that wouldn't work because the, the, the issue is with that is you would be fighting over their carrier. And their carrier is well, your yeah, carrier. It depends, on how, it depends and, on how far it's away. Yeah. Um, no, no, it would, it would, you would have, you would have what's called uh, descents or, um, or inner, inner mod, which is, would, would which would prevent that from happening because they're transmitting at kilowatts yeah. of power and you're transmitting at five. Unless watts. you were that just, like outside their office, the, the only thing that it will do, if you're close enough, it will just scramble the signal. And if you're farther away, they won't hear anything. So, so 
it, that system sounds like it's more to protect their uplink, which is what actually I'm super worried about. Is they like, do they have systems for everything over there? Like, I was so like, looking at them. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, on who are listening, um, FM radio stations, NOAA weather. Some I will point out some NOAA weather radio stations have uh, what's called an uplink, um, and it's it's like how do you get um, a si- the you know you're listening to 101.1 FM right? How do they get the audio from the studio up to the radio tower? Well, they have another frequency called the uplink channel, and it you know they transmit on like 20 watts, five watts, or whatever up to the up to the transmitter tower, and then up there it can you know receives it and broadcasts it at like five to 15 kilowatts or whatever they want to do. Oh, that reminds me. Um, that. And I was, if you can, if you can, if you can put data into that, then it, it the transmitter transmits it, and that's really a big issue, especially if that's like a PEP or something. I had uh, I was in the car one or two days ago, and I was listening to DC one hundred one, which is an iHeart station, not sponsored by the way. They, <laughs> I was driving down the road, and all of a sudden, I guess it was their umbilic, their station literally crashed and went static for a good ten seconds. It crashed, and I, I that was sounds like the problem with DC, their uplink. DC, DC, right? I'm right outside DC, right? Perfect signal. Yep. It just static, like for ten seconds, and I'm like, it was a good song, and what the. F- I was don't... it static, like static from your car, or was no, it like no, 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 static on their audio? On their audio. So that that's it that's wasn't the, the, that sounds like the uplink. It wasn't the car. Crashing. It wasn't. It was not my car. I can confirm it was not my car because it, obviously. Okay, that sounds yeah, that sounds like a problem with their uplink because here's the thing: you would actually uh, you'd be hearing you're hearing the transmitter on the uh, or the transmitter on the uplink failing, or you're hearing probably what happened which honestly. is not the case because you just told me you could hear static over their audio to be to uh, be fair that was the first time i that was the first time i've ever heard them do that which must be pretty rare because like i've never i've listened to the station for so long i never heard it before but okay okay yeah. i heart because like 99.99 percent <laughs> and like carrier like people don't really understand like carrier because it's like it's weird because it's like you're transmitting on like 103.3 but like you're playing other audio frequencies over that frequency right so like when you when you like listen to an fm radio station it has the ability to be silent like they could just transmit nothing and as long as there's a carrier there it's going to stay silent on your speakers but as soon as that carrier goes away you're you're hearing the static of just the radio spectrum that is actually that is something you sometimes hear on NWR where like the voice cuts out and it, it's still transmitting. It's still got the uplink. It's just that there's no voice. Um, and you can so hear the small like, hums in the background. Yeah, like that's yeah, their yeah. audio, but you only hear it crash when their carrier's out. Speaking of NWR, of let's get back on track for about the history of the EAS. Hey, Gabe, you want to continue? Yeah, let's go with yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Um, fuck, what were we talking about? We were talking about shit. Um, <laughs> we, you, you, I think you just finished like the the protocol. The protocol. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I there there is one thing I didn't get to in the protocol side of things. Um, I got we we got to event code and immediately froze up. So yeah, um, we got really <laughs> off topic there. We ah, that's all right. welcome to the ERN that's podcast. This is normal. Welcome to the ERN <laughs> podcast. Where we have long tangents that pad out our runtime. Normally, it's anyways. Me. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, 
So we have the we have our we have our event codes, which basically they it's you got your administrative message, avalanche watch, practice demo warning. I don't know, um, national silent yeah, test, yeah. that kind of Bert, EAN, and that SMW, <laughs> the, the Sterling special. Um, the uh, so yeah, basically you have the event code that determines what the event actually is. Um, then right after that, you have your location codes. You can have up to thirty-one of them, and they are, and they in the in the United States we use FIPS codes. The now FIPS codes um, or the federal federal information processing system that actually handles the FIPS codes. Um, I, is that what FIPS stands for? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it stands for Federal Information Processing System, um, and the. Or the, sorry, the Federal Information Processing Standard. There you go. That's why it sounded off. <laughs> okay. Um, basically, every st- so every state has a two-letter number because we only have two. We only or two two-letter number. We only have two number. We only have. Uh, we're only in the double digits as far as states are concerned. So, like for example, Washington is number five three, um, and. With that, we put a we put a zero we put a zero behind it if we're talking about the entirety of the state or or if you look at a number pad on a phone, you can see outside of the zero, and if five is your center, you can have your everything around it, including the five or subdivisions. So say five is your central one, and then you do like northwest, northeast, that kind of thing. Um, and that's why and then basically say if I wanted to do central say if I wanted to do central Washington state, I could do five or five five three zero 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 because the zero 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 I never zero, realized it was done in the layout of the mm-hmm. keypad. Yeah. That's so the, cool. The zero zero the zero 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 is the statewide um, code. Yeah, wow. I guess yeah. I never noticed that either. I guess it's really nice to be able to not forget so it. So like four is gonna be is gonna be West. The easiest yep. way that I remember this, and this is how I taught myself this, is draw a nine by nine grid. Start by one, go one, two, three, then you go down one line, four, five, six, down one line, seven, eight, nine. And then zero is basically a circle circling the entire You mean three by three. That uh, yeah. uh, nine total. <laughs> nine, nine total. total. Three by three uh, grids. Yeah. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then the way I think of zero is zero is a circle around it. So it circles the entire area. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, Draw so a circle. <laughs> that's just for the, the. Yeah, but that is just for the. Um, but yeah, th- so those are the first three characters. And then the last three characters is the county code. Um, county code can county code can vary. Uh, sometimes you sometimes depending on the area you can see county codes going up into the three digits. Virginia, Virginia Texas county. Virginia city codes start at like six or go like from like four hundred up in increments of a hundred. It's so confusing. Yeah. But yeah, um, so say if I wanted to do uh, all of Snohomish County in Washington, zero five three zero six one, or if I wanted to do Central Snohomish County, five five three zero six one. Another one that most people forget about is um, test location nine 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 nine. So you can do all yeah, of test location zero nine 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 or central test location five nine 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 or my favorite south 
uh, is it it's southeast test location nine 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 nine. Yep. Time to press so, nine. Um, Boop. Yep. Um, but yeah, so you have your location code. You can have, like I said earlier, you can have a thirty-one of them. Um, if you want the entire state, just make the zero out the county code. So just be zero zero zero. Uh, like for example, all of Washington zero five three zero zero zero. Um, but yeah, get a little diverting just a little bit. In Canada, it's completely fucking random. In, in kind Canada, of. you kind of just point out a map and hope you have the right one. Because um, they yeah. also mash with the United States codes. Kind of. Not really. But yes, they do. But they don't. They overlap. Um, they don't actually overlap. But they overlap enough that it confuses boxes. For example, um, they kind of fill in the empty areas in um, in the U- U.S.'s uh, FIPS tables. So, for example... The Great Lakes cover like the nine, the nine, eight, nine asterisk area in the um, quote unquote state codes. They cover that area because they have that area set aside for the Great Lakes. However, a lot of Canada also uses nine. And so if you have an emergency alert box that decodes these, or if you're using uh, EAS to text, which I actually removed Canada, it was actually causing issues where if you sent a code for all of uh, all of us area in Canada, I think it was like 98000, you would actually overlap with the Great Lakes. So what would happen is you try to send an alert for an entire area in Canada and you would get Great Lakes. So yeah, it's a little bit complicated. Yeah. A blizzard warning the- for the Great Lakes. <laughs> Um, a volcano warning has been issued for the Great Lakes fun region. Fun fact, that's I'm why they make, um, they sometimes make specific Canada, uh, like Canada specific um, weather radios for Weather Radio Canada just to fix that issue. It's basically a firmware patch. Just change basically the, just dropping change a whole new table in there. Yeah. But yeah, so... So, you got your location. You got you got what the event is, and you know who issued it. How long is this supposed to last? Is this going to be like a fucking nuclear strike, or is this going to this going to be somebody hitting a button? So, you got your purge time. Four four characters, four characters in fifteen in hours and minutes. Uh, using basically fifteen minute increments up to one hour, and then for after one hour, you use up thirty minute increments up to six hours. Um. And then hourly increments beyond Isn't six Isn't it hours. seven characters for the... Because you've got... Yeah, no. you've, you've got the... Because that's your UTC. Uh, for, for, no, I'm, I'm talking purge time. Uh, I'm okay. not there yet. Sorry. I was farther in there. I'm talking the damn purge. How long does it last? Not when did it start. Yeah. When it's... Okay, by the way, what if you want to talk about... If you want to get on to that, fucking... Yeah, seven characters... Yeah, the you have, you have the the day the day of the year with leading zeros, and then you have the hours and minutes in UTC with you with leading zeros. You create your seven digits. There you go. The, you happy? the day of the year is um, <laughs> the specific term for it is called the Julian date. Why? Don't ask oh, me. Thanks. I don't know, but <laughs> that's just what it is. 
It is what it is. And then after that, and then after that, you have you have eight character, eight character station call sign ID. It can be. It doesn't have to be eight characters. It just maxes out at eight characters, and you cannot use dashes. You have to use slashes. You can use question marks. Yes, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Station Tennessee still does that. dash what? A station in Tennessee still does that. Yeah. And then there's a station in Virginia that uses all spaces, which sounds really weird. Huh? It's all like null bites and shit. Yeah. You can use, I think, slashes, parentheses, um, dashes, uh, numbers. You cannot use dashes. Oh, yeah. Not dashes. dashes It's part of the protocol. Um, on certain boxes, you upper can... Upper and lowercase yeah. letters. Upper upper and lowercase if you're trilithic, or just uppercase if you're sage. Numbers. Numbers, yeah. Question mark. <laughs> but yeah. All of that goes into a really nice, high quality... <laughs> and then, you know, and then Things that tells you what the, what the area is. But not once, but three times. So you have Redundance. to go <laughs> to get your information out. The easiest way so. to explain. And we do that. We do that for redundancy. So there's actually there's actually comparisons. So it picks the best two out of three. Um, yep. And in fact. And if there's not, it'll yeah, throw it in out. In fact, you don't yeah. need um you you don't even need all three. Like you don't need two headers to be exactly the same. For example, on your first header, you can have the first half of the first header fucked up. On your second half, uh, on your second header, you can have the last half fucked up. Yeah. And then on your third header, you can have, um, you can either have it like perfect or you can have it somewhat all fucked up. And it will use the data from all of those headers to make a more, um, like, to make yeah, something, to make something valid. valid. In fact, uh, the way that I do it in programming is I take the values from all three headers and I compare them. And if, Two headers match in some area. So let's say I get three three headers. Um, one says EAN, one says RWT, and then the other one says RWT as well. I can guess, hey, one of these is wrong because two of these say RWT, one says EAN. So I'm going to guess. Nah, clearly it's yeah, an EAN. I'm going to. <laughs> clearly. Well, if you're an easy plus, it's an EAN. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, but that's also like there's that's the scary part about using these FSK systems is like one letter, one letter, just changing a few bytes around or not even a, you can change a byte around a bit and it will like literally sc- it can make the, the whole sage, message the, have yeah. a whole different meaning. Uh, unless you have a RWT and R- and filter. RWT no not R- RWT EAN and EAT mm-hmm. right like what if you're trying to send a termination and you just send another EAN. Well, right. if, a sage, if a sage fucks up the headers, it's, instead of doing like mixed up codes, it'll do zero 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 um, zero zero zero, and it's happened to me before. It'll randomly spit so out all of US. Fun fact: mm-hmm. um, I've had so that happen Evan, too. Uh, if if you have to send an EAT, I think sending an EAN is the least of your concerns because that means that one's already gone out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. But. It does you know show part about a flaw that story? of the emergency alert system, and that's why we sent it three times. 
Mm-hmm. I guess also like location wise too, like locations, right? It, it, just getting one number off changes, you know, a whole county and a, or even a whole different state, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it could really mess with stuff. Yes, or you can. can have entire characters um, just break. For example, and that's why we all love iPods. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> iPods fixes the whole freaking. Um, you were talking earlier about um, FSK is so easy to hack. To to screw. Yeah, iPods yeah, really it, does it fix that. that issue. Although it it, fi- it it fixes it with duct tape. Because yeah. it, it basically it eliminates. I think I think currently I could be you know completely mistaken, but it really does seem like FEMA is trying to phase out the whole PEP system, and they're trying to go more towards each and every station originates. Um, you know, locally uh, from the iPod system. And, mm-hmm. you know, because so the requirements have changed so much that it really does seem like that's the case. And honestly, it's a good move because then it eliminates so, the whole um, daisy chain system, so which is it, super susceptible. If, yeah, because then you can have each station as their own. And then if one station doesn't get that alert, they, it, then it goes into that daisy chain. So what, yeah, if like, what if iPods breaks? What if you break? What if you crash iPods again? What happens? See, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, back the PEP system still needs to yeah. be there, but like, that's we also have like backups also, like EMNet and stuff like that. You know, that's apparently where XM comes in, and also the uh, NPR um, squawk system, which is apparently so regularly tested. The, apparently. the way, the really? way that the EAS is built overall is you have several entry points, and that's why every single, um, every single, or normally almost every single state has rules on what you should and shouldn't monitor for example most states have you monitor ipods well, like one monitor of ipods one monitor Required. of a statewide primary one monitor of a local primary one monitor of and normally also no weather radio and sometimes um also they have some like like state phone line system they want as many ways to issue an alert as feasibly possible because if like john said what happens if iPods goes down? You want another way to send out an alert because I you you don't want you don't want As, your uh, uh, no weather radio um, station to go off the air, and suddenly now no one knows that a tornado's on the ground. As far as I'm aware, FCC actually mandates iPods monitoring yes. for all stations. Um, yep. they'll have, they have to. They have do. Yes. Actually, in in the like 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 it doesn't have to be the box. It can be a separate box. Like. The uh, the easy the uh, the very nice GR Captic, which is still upside down over here. Um, yeah, let's not still, mention that. For some stations with 1822s, that's still legal. But some other stations, the 1822s, have a master box, which sends all the iPod stuff over the over everything. Whenever we found out that, like a GR Captic, whenever we found out about that system, that PMB was really, that's really cool. PMB all. Yeah. <laughs> There's an entire like cluster of radio stations that they have like one central um, uh, Sage Digital, and then all their like clustered stations are 1822s, and they just monitor the Sage Digital. Yeah. So. Oh no 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 because, no, no, because no, 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 no 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 no. That's technically wrong, and I know it because the 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 18 the the 1822 can get overridden by the 3624. Oh, okay. It's happened anyway. before. I was listening to the station, and they sent a tour. The 1822 started going off, and then the blue box started going off over the 1822. Anyway. That happened during the EAN test. 
Yes, it did. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you, not yeah. the EAN, the national test, the yeah, NPT. It happened during, no, it did happen during the EAN test, actually. It did? Of course yeah. it did. Oh, yeah, uh, WCC, yeah, it did. But WCCO's it, it, um, primary unit overrode their PEP unit. And <laughs> and it, it fed, it, it looped, yeah. Didn't they fix that, apparently? They did, uh, yeah. Apparently. Supposedly. <laughs> We'll, we'll see on the next EAN test. <laughs> or EAN. <laughs> Which I'm hoping... I'm hoping... We're still waiting, by the way, because um, they canceled this year's, remember? They canceled what this year's What if they do EP. an EAN next year? They're supposed to do one at the beginning of 2023. That's what I heard. And but we're what, still waiting I... for dates. And I'm I'm honestly waiting for uh, our good friend over at uh, iPods. Uh, everybody knows him. I'm uh, so glad I. I'm so glad it's one? not in August because I'm going either way. Which one? For We've three talked weeks. to like three different guys. Um, <laughs> um, Ken. Al. Oh yeah, freaking! Oh shoot, I mess up their names. Al. Ken, um, Ken is the guy who works at Sage, right? No. Uh, that. Wait, what? Who? I'm messing up all the names tonight. I'm so bad. Um, it's uh. Oh gosh. That's the guy that's going to say uh, Harold. Oh, Harold right? Price. Yeah, Harold at Sage. But who's who's the guy at iPaws? Um, yeah, uh, Al Kenyon, yeah. Yeah, we primarily talked with Al. Yeah. yeah. We've he's talked with Al Hill. a few times. I like working with him. Yeah, he... Uh, uh, I'll have to show you the... Uh, there was that, that one phone call. Uh, I'll talk about it later, but we, we I've talked with him a few times, and he's a he's a great guy. People over at the iPods Lab are all really nice. Yeah. What if I go to the You're iPods Lab? You're in Tours iPods Lab when? <laughs> then they probably won't be as nice. You're in Tours iPods Lab when? I know a couple people. You're in Tours Lab. I know a couple people at the iPods Lab. I know a couple of people who work in the local ERN emergency management. You're in Tours iPods Lab and steals the the probably one and only existing uh, TFT EAS 911 Plus. And gives it to Anna. Yeah. And Anna, <laughs> one will, of the, it, uh, and Anna will treasure it. <laughs> Please give me 911. I know like a couple people in local emergency management, and I could probably ask them, hey, can I go to iPods Lab? <laughs> and they'll, they don't, well, they, the they, I don't is, know what they'll say. We, we can talk. We can talk with them because we are. They have. Uh, d- did any of you attend the uh, the iPods um, events that happened? I didn't. I didn't There's have time, but I watched the VODs. I did. I watched the VODs, too. I went to one of them um, because I didn't have time either. It was, you know, school yeah. and all that. But, yeah. I mean, it seems like they're wanting to do some more outreach to their developers. They might be open to doing iPods Lab Tour. Dude. Um, I don't know. We'll, uh, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Like we'll talk about tour. it next episode when we send if, the emails. If we are <laughs> going to do an iPods Lab Tour, this is the formal announcement that WACN Technologies will formally sponsor that trip. Well, you said, wait, you're flying me you out know there? What? On your you know money? what? Fuck it, why not? It's iPods. <laughs> I can just credit card. I can't Evan, the only condition right is, the only condition yep, is, yep. Hey, Evan, Anna's, the only. Anna's credit card is quivering. Hey, hey, Anna. <laughs> or not Anna. Hey, Evan. Yes. The only condition is that you have to go up to SeaTac because we're going down together, oh. bitch. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, Evan. Here. Mm, hey, that'll Evan, be fun. another requirement. This is the ERN Tours iPods Lab. You got to join. I can take uh, uh, I can take Amtrak up to SeaTac. Been on Amtrak before, loved it. Dude, it's amazing. Have you ever taken the uh, Gabe? Have you ever taken the Amtrak line up and down through Washington and Oregon? No, 
Dude, it's so nice. It's such a great trip, especially through Longview and all that. It's amazing. Welcome aboard a business I still class. have this. Three dollars off. Nice. Anyway. I'll Man, actually be here. I'll be out in eastern eastern Washington uh, this uh, next week for a camping trip. Two two points about the iPods Lab stuff. One, it's on a military base, so yeah. And two, jokes on you. I can Aww. just drive there. Um. Anyway, I have clearance. Anyway, Aww. back to the emergency alert system. Welcome to ERN. Well, actually, I was actually uh, I was uh, wanting <gasps> to uh, actually I was wanting to kind of cut that there because that's more the technical side. Next week we can get into the hardware and uh, yeah. how sh- and how and it's how been crappy used. the easy cap yeah, the is. hardware history. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to reverse engineer every unit on yeah. the market. Well, you're, um, oh yeah, I, I have the TF. I have the only nine one one D I can see about. Don't worry, manufacturers who are listening. We're not doing anything nefarious. We're just looking into yeah. how the units work because we love to appreciate yeah. your engineering. And Ex- honestly, yeah. there's trilithics. Fuck the. No, except for Gorman Redlick. Except for Gorman Redlick. Gorman? Here. Okay, okay, wait. Can we talk? Can we? Are we allowed to talk about what we've done to GRs? Gorman, if you hire me to fix your unit, I will immediately appreciate you and I will fix them better than anybody has ever seen. But. Can Can we talk about the Roblox? Yeah. Let's not. Okay. All right. So. Oi. Sterling bitch. It's yeah. that time of the oh, month no. again. Let's, oh, let's go. Let's go <laughs> ahead and talk about the tour, shall we? It was on. It's so uh, Sterling's office is located on Dulles Airport property. So in order to go there, you actually have to buzz in through a gate. Nice. You actually have to press the button, and they let you in. It's like it's actually like you can see all the FedEx planes coming in too. <laughs> the cavity search. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's, it's not. This it's not is the deck leader. Clear to land. So, dude, you better, you gotta get, you gotta get padded down before you can look at the GR cap deck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I gotta send you, boy. You know what? You know what? While we're on this subject, I want, uh, because of FCC licensing, the uh, the DASDAQ three is probably in the yep. iPods lab right about now. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. probably is. Probably getting tested and well, uh, uh, certified. It, probably getting their yeah, FCC. It's already, it already is certified. They did. They did say that. Have you Have you found their FCC? Yeah. Uh, their Their FCC licenses, licenses was released yeah. in like 2020. Yeah, it was oh, really. Cool. It do was we released. Have, do we like have the interior photos um, currently? No. Yeah. No. Uh, we should. No. No. We, we were. Uh, me and Anna were looking at it uh, off recording. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Like a month ago, and uh, there was okay. none. Which you, uh, that's you, sad. you bet that I'm excited to see what's in there because apparently they've they've moved completely to a new motherboard. Which yeah, like really? it's got HDMI out and now. Mm-hmm. Are they still staying on? They're they were on Intel uh, currently, right? Intel. I believe and they'd Via, probably yeah. be going to yeah. going further towards Intel because Via is I think defunct. And defunct. The their what boards it, are yeah. like stupid expensive. Uh, I think so they're. I think. Mm-hmm. Just wait and just wait until we get the AMD cap deck. <laughs> it's it's oh. like freaking um, it's uh, <laughs> Threadripper. <laughs> Yo, hey Gabe, you know what we should do? We should build an What's easy up? cap that runs on like a like an epic. 
if I could afford the motherboard for an epic, fifty thousand monitors <laughs> later, we can monitor every single FM radio station within the continental later. United States. Can monitor every stream. <laughs> Every stream, want, every monitor, every, no, every we single just mo- EAS you monitor, to exist. All, all, you, all you do is that you just monitor the every single IceCast stream that's on the public directory for IceCast. Probably. I mean, or all, all of NWR. Uh, oh, all no, of that's, NWR. That, that's probably what that processor well, could handle, I, is actually just handle actually, all with, the with NWR. My, software index, um, my other laptop could handle all of NWR.org, but it really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. My server uh, can the reason why is if you actually look at the streams for nwr.org uh they they roller coast uh faster than freaking humans rights are changing Liam. in the u.s ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. damn that was that that's gotta yeah, hurt it hurts somebody. me god damn it that, that's definitely the yeah it should, it, hurt, it should hurt everyone in the u.s yeah, yeah. honestly it really sad. should like Anyway, let's it get does. out of politics because politics Me- suck. Um, yeah, yeah, probably a, a don't want to go there. Political disclaimer here: ERN does not do anything with politics. We try to keep it out as much as possible. We keep our views neutral when we're doing we, professional work. We have neutral views. We do not. We do not align with any political party, nor are we. Nor do we associate ourselves with it. Our personal beliefs, however, are our own, and they sometimes may be disclaimed. However, keep in mind that. The views and the views and opinions herein do not re- represent the Global Weather and EAS Society EAS Relay Network. Anna's or just angry. Thank you for that wonderful message from our Anna's lawyers. Just <laughs> this message is sponsored by not WAC and Technologies because I have no money. Anna is angry. <laughs> when does KJ Seven Beery Communications get to sponsor? Well, technically, something? you're sponsoring it just by he- being here. Give us money. Okay. Um, you you get I, I send you 50, 50 cents over PayPal. <laughs> Welcome to the ERN podcast, now sponsored by KJ Seven BRE. Now, if you're trying to, if, if yeah, you can find me at KJ Seven BRE dot com forward yeah. slash your mom forward slash your mom. Actually, I want to make that into a domain right now. <laughs> Yo, oh, yeah, no, I'm back, just putting a txt file the, uh, under, underneath uh, that. So yeah, getting back to the to the whole topic of Sterling, John, did you want to continue with? Yeah, what you were I'll, I'll I'll go for a little bit more. And so they took us in. They did a presentation about what they do, and they talked about all the warnings they issue. And then the guy doing it knows me on Twitter. So when he started talking about when he started talking about the marine products, he just stared at me for like a good five seconds because I was in the <laughs> back of the room and I was just watching this shit, and he just stared at me, and I'm like. John, hi John. Would you mm-hmm. like to start spamming got... the button for us? Um. So, so jokes on you. They issued a spirit thunderstorm warning while I was in the operations nice. room. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking did one while I was. They were talking about it, and then all of a sudden, I heard the printer go. And I'm like, oh, they did not just. And they're like, we just sent an SVR. I'm like, oh fuck, god damn it. And of course, and of course, that went off. And now, so, so the forecast floor has like a lot of machines that run Windows 10. Sorry. Sorry. Well, obviously. There's some Windows XP machines in the um, other offices, though. Yes. Don't they, they run XP? Run a bunch of, is it um, Red Hat? 
Yeah, it's Red Hat. It's I think it's yeah. I think it's Red Hat. They do have a Red Hat machine. So part of it's wind. So they have five monitors. Yes, five. Half of it is uh, the Red Hat shit, and half of it is the Windows stuff. Yeah, the Red Hat stuff is primarily used for AWIPS. They have AWIPS. So I got a couple of questions from people about how uh, CRH and BMA, how the CRS. new NWR system is in CRS. I could not find any CRS equipment in the office. I looked all over the operations floor. Nothing. They got rid of all of it. So in the old photos on the site, they have like CRS equipment. They don't have that anymore. It's all gone. So they manage everything through AWIPS now, I think. Yeah, so the BM, for context, by the way, the BMH, the broadcast message handler that handles NWR programming, is actually just an, is actually just an extension on top of AWIPS. It's, 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 the system works. I found this, I found a uh, directive for how they calibrate uh, same stuff, how they calibrate all the uh, equipment. It's yep. really cool. And then they have, they have the, they have the amateur radio area. And the next to it, they have the, uh, the uh, alert Eagle rack, the alert Eagle rack. It's a literal unit of alert Eagle. Nice. So they have, they listen, they have listening stuff. And then they have, they have an, they have an EAS decoder for KHP 36 in the office. And so it takes, it takes all the same headers and it records them. It sounds a siren and shit and whatnot. But the funny part about that is that there is a literal printer next to it. And it literally hasn't been cleared in like three days because the flash flood warnings from the 23rd were still on it. If you know what I'm talking about, like from a couple nice. days ago, they were still there. We're recording the 25th, by the way. So they're still there. And, 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 and the, uh, the screen on the alert Eagle machine, like it has, like, it can detect EOMs, it can detect the headers and the data. And uh, I was looking at them, I was looking at the machine and why the fuck not? The last warning on it was a flood warning. Are you surprised? Nice. <laughs> no. So they have. So they have all sorts of buttons. They have monitors, and then they have uh, uh, no match, FSK lock, EOMs, data, uh, play record. Um, so they have all sorts. Which of Which alert there eagles were they? Uh, were they like uh, two eagles side by side, or is it like one big one? Uh, no, 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 no. So, so the actual name for it is the. Weather Eagle 105 and the Alert Eagle 400. Because I, I see a interesting a, on their website. I see a Weather Eagle 110, 110R, which is the rack mount, uh, one 110 receiver, and then an AE 120 same EAS decoder. Oh, that's interesting. You know this? Oh, I wouldn't be. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised though if it was just an updated model. Yeah. Also, Sterling's call sign is WX4LWX for obvious reasons. So they have someone come in when uh, shit happens, and they have someone monitor. Uh, they have someone monitor nice. the ham radios. Oh really? Hold on, I'm put. I'm putting the weather. I'm putting the alert eagle photo in. Is that through? Uh, through uh, uh, Skywarn? Yeah. Oh, that's check that cool. chat if you want to see the chaos. Note the XM guide on top. Is anybody else in here actually yeah, a spotter? Me. I am. I am. Cool. They know they okay, know so my spotter right here. Spotter. Okay. I've gone to not one, not two, but three different office spotter trainings. Yeah. When, I, when, when I when I signed in to Sterling's uh, logbook, 
when I signed in this when I went in and signed in, I put my name and then I put FX four eight five, which is my spotter ID. And then after that, I just put the word no, which is still a running joke. There, it's still a running joke. And I, after two years, I got revenge. I put it in the book. Um. Fun fact, uh, I actually, on my latest spotter adventures, whenever I went and did the um, the spotter training for Milwaukee, they're not handing out spotter IDs anymore. In fact, I've, yeah, they're nope, not. not here no, either. It, it's, it's not, it's not just by location. Um, they stopped doing it uh, for the entire country because they were having trouble keeping up the database of who, uh, who's what spotter where. Yeah, that's what? why I've been to three different trainings mm-hmm. and I've never gotten a spotter ID. I've been to trainings for for I've um, Little one. Rock, Tulsa, and now Milwaukee, and I still don't have a spotter ID. They Sweet. gave so, me Sterling has to give you them apparently because yeah. they do things but, differently there, obviously. So, <laughs> I'm so the thing is, specific. they actually discontinued the spot uh, the the Skywar net out here for amateur radio, like uh, about a year ago. Well, like and, what weather? Like I'm. <laughs> Like yeah, I know, but like, it's yeah, it's kind of sad, understand. right? So like, so you can't get yeah. spotter IDs the, anymore. I what? That's crazy. Like, somebody literally brought it up, saying that they had been been to two different um, spotter trainings from Milwaukee, and they still hadn't gotten their spotter ID. And they're like, yeah, no, they discontinued that national. Yeah. Uh, they they nationally discontin- discontinued that because what would happen was somebody would do spotter training in one state, then they would move. And whenever they did spotter training in another state to update to that state's standards, they wouldn't tell them that they already had an ID. So what would happen is that they would have the same person with two different spotter IDs for two different locations. And it would just get confusing because then if they were relatively close. So a good example is since I was in Arkansas, but my local WFO was Tulsa. I did spotter spotter training for both for both Little Rock and Tulsa because I was bored one day and they they were doing it all virtually. So if I went and did my Tulsa spotter uh, spotter training, got a spotter ID through Tulsa and then um, went to Little Rock and didn't tell them I had a spotter ID, I'd have two two spotter IDs for the same location for the same person. And that just causes an issue because since since they share their spotter ID tables, uh, all the offices shared their spotter ID tables, basically what would happen is I could go and say, hey, this is Anna12345. They'd be like, which one? There's two Annas there. So what's funny is I'm actually trying to look for my, uh, my spotter ID and... Uh I can't find the email. Uh, I forgot mine. I forgot yeah, but, mine a while uh, back. Yeah, I never the, got the one. Spotter, the one that I the one that I got was back when I was still living. In I Tampa. actually like. Apparently, they they started discontinuing them like per office back in like 2019. That's why I never. That's why I yep, never got mine right. for both of my trainings from both Little Rock and Tulsa because. Um, Tulsa. To, to be fair, though, because I got I did all my training in eighteen, and I still didn't get mine. So yeah. some offices might have ditched it sooner. Yeah. I did mine in March of twenty twenty one, and they well, gave me one. It seems to be like a per office thing, but like apparently, um, like the per o- per offices now keep their own tables instead of sharing them. 
but um, a lot of offices dropped it immediately. Yeah. So, well, also the phone numbers were only known per office. So. Who knows? It's not like there was I a got, database of phone numbers. I got my spotter ID on the 12th of May in 2020. So that's like two years ago. Would you like me? Would you like me to date you all? No. I got my I got my spotter ID in June of 2014. Gabe is old boy because that was around the time that was around the time that I started doing EAS and weather stuff. I pretty much immediately went went to do spotter training because I wanted to I wanted to learn more about weather. Why not? Why not just learn how to spot the weather? That'll that'll definitely help trying to understand it. That's, that was my that was my that was my uh, mo back then. Oh, I also got to mention this, but I saw Sterling's data room. Um, I have I have a. Nice. It's got you, you saw the you saw their server um, room. I have. They didn't let me looking in there, at but... it. I have the spotter ID through the spotter network, but not through NWS. Spotter network is yeah, overrated. like. The, the way I see it is you've got um, – because here's the thing. Whenever I was back in Arkansas, the, the, their spotter program was, like, really small, and they didn't understand that the spotter network was not run by the NWS, even though it literally tells it to you on the site. So um, they were like, you you are required to have a spotter ID through the spotter ID network to, to spot for the NWS. And I was like, no. Yeah, no, no, you um, don't. And they they even tried to make it briefly a requirement for you to uh, use APRS to show your location on the spotter ID network. Like, but they quickly over like overturned that rule whenever uh, like half the people didn't have any APRS equipment. So it's like, <laughs> yep. So if anyone has questions about the Sterling, feel free to inquire because that was a interesting trip. Yeah. Wait, wait! They didn't give me an ID. What? Yeah, you'd be surprised. They gave me the phone number. Yeah, I still need to get Missoula's phone number. I should I add that into my ERN phone <laughs> as a as a speed dial. Speed dial. I'm not Should giving actually you call Sterling's... him and make sure the phone still works because we barely get any bad weather out here. I'm not sure they would appreciate the ring. I'm not giving you Sterling's direct forecaster number because I only use that for when and for for important reasons. Actually, like, there. would they get frustrated oh. if you called them? Like, uh, oh, right now, probably yes, but usually they no, don't like, care. No, like any WFO. Uh if it's important, they usually don't care. They'll usually help out. Like I had a call for weather radio breaking. Uh, some of their products stopped updating. Uh, c- confirmatory. When their radio weather radio stuff breaks, I tend to just call them on the uh, on the actual uh, on their actual main line. I call them. I call their phone number that I always have on. I have it on speed dial. <laughs> I call my the contact is Liz Sterling and the notes. I've says had to call them a lot because warnings. you know KIG nine eight was down for like a few months. Um, <laughs> oh, can I just? I'm gonna point this out here, but I have beef on wireless stations Hello? right now. What? 
Why? Really? Because they because they because they can't update properly. If it's so bad weather. I was actually wrong. I've actually been to four spotter trainings. Um, because <laughs> I've press. done I've done <laughs> Little Rock, Tulsa, <laughs> Milwaukee, crap. and then I did the Norman Advanced Spotter training because I was bored in class. <laughs> nice. So I've been to four. F- I did that once. I was bored. Why did you, Why did you do the the weather spotter training? Because well, I was I, I bored. bored. Because Whenever I didn't I touch grass. Started, um, I did. I did both Tulsa <laughs> and Little Rock because there was a point in time that it was questionable if I was going to be moving to Little Rock. So glad I didn't. So I did Tulsa and Little Rock, and then <laughs> because also Little Rock's WFO is so so close. I almost, I almost also did um, Springfield, but basically I did, I, I was bored in class one day because I had all my classwork done and I was sitting around doing nothing and freaking Norman was doing an advanced spotter training and I was like, fuck it, <laughs> I've got nothing to do. <laughs> so I just sat through the rest of that class and lunch in their advanced spotter training, never got an ID. Nice. And meanwhile, my entire coverage area is now under a heat advisory for Monday. Good job. Oh, On yeah. Monday, it's going to be 91 at my work. Oh, yeah, it's, I think in Missoula, I think it's supposed to be 93 on Monday. Tomorrow, it's supposed to be, God knows, I think it's like 92. And then again, I was in there, I saw the freaking database, so 90-something. They showed me how they create the forecast packages and whatnot. So what also, you're saying the is, is 90, uh, by the, way, I was right. the temperature number will be thick. <laughs> thick. Thick. No, he was showing us how to create uh, the databases, and then he's like, I would do this. So he showed us, like, you can draw a circle and then increase the temperature, and he said, if I send this, I'm probably getting fired. John, <laughs> it, only you would cause an NWS person like at their office only you could cause a ws like on the spot <laughs> for no reason other than you're I mean, there then again if it makes you feel any worse they sent it at 10 they sent their weekly at 10 40 in the morning by once when the <laughs> 10 40 a.m john's like i got work later can you send the test early <laughs> you know it's funny you know it's funny Have uh you actually yes, done that? uh uh, no, on the tw- uh, no, no. This is funny. From, from a couple days ago, um, they sent the severe thunderstorm watch, and someone complained that they didn't get it, so they sent it twice. I got an already heard on monitor one, and I, I talked to them. I talked to the person there, and I'm like, "Why didn't you ask me? I have this system here that gets it." And they're like, "So, John, what you're saying is, what what you're saying is, if I harass my local WFO enough, I will become friends with them." <laughs> <laughs> you could. it's a long story it's a long story <laughs> and that sounds like a story for another episode of the ERN podcast uh join us thanks, next thanks everybody for I... coming i guess we have sure. a new sponsor of kj7bre communications go to kj7bre.com slash your mom for Which more is, information yeah all, um, all lowercase all lowercase yes <laughs> uh, make exists. sure you use https for security reasons and then um 
And then uh, also sponsored by WACN. Give them all of your money. Actually, legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, whenever, um, whenever Gabe and I make that whole new freaking index thing that we've been ranting on for the whole ye- amount of yes. Um, yeah. I was thinking about making it cheap ju- just to just to ju- just to kind of go oof. No. Well, here, here's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yes. Not only does it boost competition on the actual like, if I can get this like actually certified by FCC and stuff. Oh yeah, that'll boost competition because why would they go out and buy Sage and this? Just build it to yeah, the Oasis exactly. standards, and it'll be good. If, yep. if I build it to the Oasis standard, and the the idea is it's it can be able to be run either like on hardware or in in a Docker container, and a lot of radio stations want to start um, virtualizing. Because they can just like spin up an old server and make it do anything. So if, and since most radio mm-hmm. stations just have server gear just lying around, even if it's ancient, um, if we build it to run on ancient or even like low power shit like a Raspberry Pi, and then sell it for like hundred fifty bucks, why spend two thousand dollars on a Sage Digital when you can spend hundred and fifty dollars plus maybe like a a small monthly fee for for updates if you want that it, it will drive costs down for like for example nothing against daz i know they're just trying to make money because it's such a niche market but it's like yo um you're selling a computer that is like 10 years out of date for prices that rival modern day computers <laughs> Who knows? Maybe yeah, then DAS three has like, something. Who knows? It, it might be a fucking like. It's Ryzen. It's nine. got HDMI. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a it's a Ryzen Threadripper. Uh, just wait. Just wait until there's an EAS unit that actually supports <laughs> SDI. I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm waiting. Same here. Here's SDI the thing. Is if it's virtualized, then we can. If if it's, it's virtualized, then we can implement that into ours because if you have the. If you have the hardware, we exactly. can just provide the the code to do so. That that's the thing about virtual virtualized thing. Mm-hmm. We can also have like a, if a radio station was like, "Yo, we want to use this." Uh, uh, what's a good example? Uh, like Minerva hardware. Hey, we've got this Minerva box. We want to. I think that's a thing. I don't know, but I'm gonna say it is. Minerva we, protocol. Say actually no. Say actually do and yes, a better example would be media room. Hey, I've got this media room box, and let's say we have an implemented media room. We can be like, all right, that will be, um, that will be freaking, yeah, x x hundred bucks, right? Well, hundred bucks. We'll custom make this for you, and then we'll also include it in future releases for everyone to have. And that, and yep. since it's also a Docker container. Um, if, if you run it as Docker, first of all, Docker is super simple. It runs on literally fucking anything. And, um, if Gabe and I do it the way we're talking about, you can have your entire EAS chain, EAS chain virtualized, which means that you can use hardware you already have just like, or if you don't have the hardware yet, go onto eBay, buy a cheap ass Dell power edge, boom. EAS and chain. We can even we can even have it so that it can integrate. We can even 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 depending on what stations uses their playout, we can integrate that in there with more 
data on what yeah. the alert actually contains. Good luck getting oh, the no, FCC no, no. to the, verify that. Uh, if the FCC would verify the 911D, I think this would be fine. Because <laughs> they verified they the verified CAD code the, twister. They verified the Gorman Redlick cap deck. <laughs> they verified the cap deck and, and the EAS dash one. Um, most server gear is already like certified for um, for RF emissions anyway, so we don't have to have any hardware to to be certified for RF emissions because that's on the that's on. We would have to pass the FEMA. For, we would this device to, must yeah, accept interference. That's on the that's on their yeah. uh, server. That's on the server manufacturer, not us. The only thing we would need to do is yeah. just get and then, the software to a place where FEMA gives us the thumbs up. And then we would also have to get it. A, we would also have to get it uh, verified and made sure that it yeah. falls underneath Part Eleven. Well, currently, technically speaking. Just make sure the software's balling and we'll be good. Deck already does, but you know, <laughs> mostly it mostly it falls completely under the SEC that part eleven. There's some parts that are like, like the the, the cap integration mm -hmm. in it right now is iffy at best. But <laughs> fix the cap deck on my on my machine. Um, instead of fix fixing it. the cap deck on your machine, what? why oh, not uh -huh. just build an entire new version of the end deck with the cap deck integrated? That fixes the problem in, entirely. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't yep. had cap capabilities for it's, over a month now. You have a Gorman Redlick cap deck. <laughs> Bruh. And you're monitoring things that do have anyway. cap. Anyways, that concludes the year on podcast. Thank you guys for joining. Join us next week when Marley hopefully, exits her solar hopefully. system with the amount of time we've been burying her. With status quo setting off hopefully, the entirety like, of the United States. Is it just like once Marley Tune in soon. Marley last in here? It was like three. Well, let's not talk about it. Ago. Anyway, end. Bye. See ya. <laughs> See you guys Bye. next week. You like jazz?